Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Ricky Asplin, owner of Athletic and Mindfulness Personal Training in Savannah, Georgia. Welcome to the show, Ricky. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm really good. I'm super excited to have you on. Um, before we dive into the business and how you run it, first tell us about what made you want to start a gym in the first place. So my business partner and I have been friends for, this will be 10 years this year. And when we were in college, we spent a lot of time either working out or talking about philosophy. Um, it was one of my majors in college and he's very, very intellectual person. So he's always deep in thought. And so we were both in ROTC together. We were both enlisted in the army at the time. And so when we got to this point, pretty early on, we ended up being like rivals in the beginning. We really didn't like each other. We were very competitive. And then pretty quickly we became friends and then it really turned into family because we had this bond of like common suffering. We both uh, dealt with anxiety and depression and felt very isolated from the world. And um, that kind of stemmed a lot of conversations, a very deep connection. And so from then on, we just started spending a lot of time together in college. And again, it, it revolved around fitness and philosophy. So we would do really hard workouts. We did PT in the morning, and then we would talk about the universe and the world and, and quantum mechanics and psychology and all of these different things. Um, fast forward a few years, uh, we had kind of split up on our own ways in the military. Um, and I was sitting on a deployment and we were, I started thinking about my life when I got back from this deployment and what it was going to look like. Uh, I had a big tech job. I was, making a bunch of money on the deployment and all these other things. And I was just looking at my opportunities and how I was going to be sitting behind a desk doing this repetitive thing over and over again. And I started to question what I was doing with my life. Um, I'm mid twenties looking at how am I going to spend the rest of my life? What am I going to do for fulfillment and enjoyment and, you know, just a nine to five. And I decided that, I had to do something different. I just couldn't sit behind a desk anymore. And so my business partner, Travis, and I started talking and talking again about different opportunities, what we could do, how we could change the world, different things. And at the root of it, it came down to what did we know best? What have we always talked about? How did we help each other get out of the situation that we were in and kind of find that peace in our friendship um, and having that deep connection and it was through fitness and philosophy. So that is, that is duplicated, replicated. You can see the reflection of that in athletics and mindfulness, where we talk about how to really inhabit your body. Um, and that's what we really coach as personal trainers. We tell people, we cue them, we really drive home how to do specific moment movements, what it should feel like, how to do it safely, how to progress. And that is something that we also manifest on the mindfulness side where we're looking at different ways that we can improve, how to inhabit your mind, how we can progress, all of these different things. And so that's that's kind of, we were like, where do we have a space that we can do that? And it just ended up being a gym. Um, 
we've just spent a lot of time in gyms and never really had a gym that really felt like home. You know, you get those deep camaraderies sometimes depending on the vibe of the gym, but we just decided we wanted to make a gym that we would have always wanted a place where you could be comfortable to be yourself and grow and just do the things that you need to do to battle the demons that you have. And that was kind of, that was kind of the premise. That's awesome. Yeah. I resonate with a lot of what you just said, but especially, you know, sitting at a desk and realizing like that's not for you, especially someone who's like so in touch with like the universe and like energy and, you know, a purpose. It's so hard to just like sit at a desk knowing that you're just like a piece of a machine. Yeah. And like once you know like your purpose, it's the pull is so strong. Like you can't just sit there and, and do nothing about it. So I love that you decided to, you know, contact your friend. You guys had so much in common and you came up with this amazing business. Um, so tell us about it now. So what can someone expect from athletic and mindfulness if they were to come in? So we have like a high-end personal training experience and it really comes down to it. We, I want this to be like a tunnel, like a, like a unit, like coming to school, like you come in, you're separate from the world. You have this really wild experience that at the end of you come out and you're like a completely different person and you're better. And you look back and you're like, man, that was a wild experience but I'm so much better for it now. Um, and so when we first start with our new clients, um, it starts off with a mindfulness session where we sit down and we talk very in depth about what are you doing with your life, right? What, where, who are you? What is your purpose? Why are you here on this earth? Why are you here in the gym? What are you looking for? What questions do you have? all of those different things. Some of the weaknesses that you have in your life, some of the things that you would like improvement on. Do you want more confidence? Do you want to be more fit so that you feel more comfortable in your body? Do you, you know, what is your story? Um, our, my big thing is that people are our priority. That's the thing. It's personal training. So it should be very personalized. And so it starts off with really getting to know them, maybe asking them questions that they haven't even asked themselves because either they're afraid of the answer or just because it's just not something that, you know, they felt the need to ask. And so we, we dive into that off the bat because that sets a foundation for, again, this is, these are some of the motivations that, that we can kind of pull from. And it gives us a little bit better of an idea of where are we going and how to kind of guide during this whole training experience. So it starts off with that mindfulness session. We really get a good understanding of our clients and, really figure out what makes them tick. We also do a full-on assessment where we identify any imbalances, range of motion. We have a kinesiologist on our team who he's a whiz, world-class, um, and he talks all about aches and pains, limited ranges of motion, imbalances, um, because that's what you have to maintain for the longevity of your life. If you want to be 60 years old and still moving around, if you want to be 80 and still be able to take care of yourself, that's largely about how well you can move. You know, if you have carpal tunnel, if you have these weird shoulder things and you start to lose ability in your hands, your quality of life goes down very drastically. And so a lot of people aren't thinking about that um, when they come in for a personal training, but that's, those are the kinds of details that we really care about. I want to get you to the point where we've taught you the mobility drills that you can do for the rest of your life so that you feel good at 80. And so it's hard to kind of capitalize on that value, but that's kind of, that's a part of it, right? That's, that's just a, a life quality portion of, of what we do. And so 
After that, we identify, we've identified this is how you need to lift so we can strengthen some of your weak links, really build upon um, some of your weaknesses and you know, try to do our best to make sure that you're lifting safely with the impingements and different limitations that you have. We know how you tick. Now we can create this program and this program is going to be mostly designed for strength training because most people come in, they want to lose weight. Best way for you to lose weight, strength training. So 90% of the people that come in, we're designing it around strength training so that we can get the most results in the shortest period of time. And then from there, we have a solid foundation for us to really build upon. And so strength training, um, we don't get too crazy in the beginning, but a lot of it is just, you know, your central nervous system is, is catching up with this new adaptation that it has to go through. So we put a decent amount of weight on there to see, all right, this is, these are the things that we need to work on form wise. These are the different things that we need to work on for your limitations, whether it be strength, whether it be aerobic capacity, whether it be whatever. Um, and so then we, we have that feeling out phase, really getting a good understanding of how you lift. So we've painted this whole picture. This is what's going on in your head. This is what your body's limitations are. This is how you perform. Now, after the first month, we've gotten all these things out of the way. The next few months, we're just building. So you have an overall improvement in, of life. It's not just, I'm more fit. I've lost this weight. I feel a little bit better. Your whole life is getting a whole, a whole makeover where we're, we're redoing, you know, we're really honing in on why do you think the way you think? Why are you in this box? What influences do you have consciously or subconsciously that affect what you think you're capable of? Um, and so that's kind of the idea is building awareness. If, if I could limit, if I could bring it all down to boil it down to one thing that we do, we build people's awareness. And that is a very powerful thing because the more you know about yourself, the more you can do, the more that you're capable of, the more that you can change, which allows everything else to change. Yeah, I'll just say I love your process. I think it's so important. We often neglect like the psychological side of, of fitness and training. And that's really the biggest piece. Like if you don't have that, like no plan is going to work. So I love that you take like the time to dig into people's, you know, mindsets and their philosophies before you even program a training program. So I think that's really unique. But how do you target people who are interested in doing like the spiritual side, the psychological side, as well as fitness. How do you find those people that are the right fit for your, for your personal training center? Um, that's been, and so honestly, extremely honest, it took us a while to really hone that in. So we started off with athletics and mindfulness personal training. Um, and so it was implied that that was kind of going to be our thing. Um, and a lot of our branding is built around it. It's yin yang. It's very balanced. Um, and so even down to that degree, when we went into this, we were like, there's a message that we have to send consciously or subconsciously about what it is that we offer. And so it's really just been these past few months, we've really been honing in what it's going to look like. We're still developing these systems as we go. Honestly, it took us, it took us about six months for us to really fall into our brand. And we did that intentionally. Um, I would say, yeah, it, it was, we had millions of ideas, millions of ideas in the beginning. And everybody told us you have to find your niche. 
And we decided that we weren't going to determine our niche. We were going to let Savannah kind of tell us what they needed the most. And so based off of the past few months of business, those kind of people have kind of just been attracted to us. Like that, it's been a magnetism that we've been adapting as we've been going and been changing our business model very consistently as we find this works, this works. This is something that I'm good at. This is something that I would really be interested in doing. And then we develop whatever makes sense at the time. Um, one of the best things that I think that we're doing because my business partner and I are so young, um, we didn't, we've tried to do our best to stay away from conventional business model approach to this. Uh, we really put people as our priority and that's from the foundation. Like this is our goal is to help people. And so how do we best do that? It's probably not going to be cookie cutter. Got this out of a book. I had a decent amount of marketing and business background in college. I have the books. I understand the models. It just doesn't feel right. And that's allowed us to kind of maintain a short sightedness where we're always adapting. We're always changing. Whatever we thought we had planned, when we came up with our business plan, it was like this wild thing. We wanted all these details because people needed to see these figures and all of these different plans and where all of our money was going to go and all that stuff. And it went out the window within the first few months because everything that we thought it didn't, it didn't matter. Like it, it sounds great, but the city told us, all right, this is what we're going to pay for. This is what we're willing to, to use you for. Um, and so if we, if we would have stuck with it, we would have been out of business already. Totally. Yeah. I think it's all about pivoting. And as you continue to develop your brand and your identity, things are going to change and change until you, you find the right formula, but what marketing wise has been the most successful for you guys so far? Um, digital marketing, digital media, social media marketing has kind of been, um, a pretty big driving force. Uh, I think it's our way of being able to show our value without you actually coming in and us showing you our value. Yeah. Um, it's the best way that we can communicate with the local population. Savannah is very, it's, it's a little bit different, I would imagine, than most cities. Um, it was a little bit of an adjustment for us, but we got into the Chamber of Commerce and a bunch of other like different little BNIs, different little networking groups. And Savannah is very traditional, a little bit more historic. And so that's evident in how business is done. We really had to take the time and meet the right people because a lot of business here goes off of word of mouth. It's about how much you trust this and this and this, and there's a little bit older of a demographic. So they're not super on social media, but for us to get a good mix, it's been split between these networking events and social media. Totally. Yeah. I hear you on that. My uncle actually owns a small business in Savannah as well. He's a hairdresser. Um, and most of his clients come from word of mouth because I feel like it is a tight knit community. Like it's, it's like an over city, it's but like a, sorry, you go. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. They say it's like a big, small, a big small city like it's the yeah. biggest small city biggest small town something like that but it's very like oversized high school vibes like it's just very everybody knows everybody if you like every conversation you're having with somebody especially when you're networking it's like oh I know this person this person this person oh well I also know and then that's that's how it goes every time half the people that have come into the gym have been like oh yeah I heard about this from this business owner or this person or 
these have great things to say about you and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, I think networking is definitely crucial in a time like that too. Like the advertising is great. The word of mouth is great. And then also like networking too is, is awesome and, and can't be beat. But um, what are your long-term goals for the gym? You know, you mentioned to me, you opened May of 2022. Um, where do you see it in the next, you know, three to five years from now? What's the big picture goal for athletic and mindfulness? Um, the big picture goal is that we really, in the next couple months, we're going to be really honing in our systems, really figuring out how to make it as personalized of an experience that we can recreate and sell as this really ideal experience for anybody that's trying to learn or grow, or, you know, they need a comfortable space to just do their thing. That's what I, the anticipation for Amped to really come into its niches. Um, but it's called Amp Savannah. The goal is to franchise. I, I would love to get to a point in the next three to five years where we have multiple locations in big cities and we're at the point where we can start to conduct very meaningful research. Um, with the people that we have on the team right now, like we're constantly trying to innovate different ideas and methods for us to really quantify and qualify different aspects of people's lives um, from mindfulness to athletics to all kinds of different things. Being able to come in, gain a bunch of value because you know all of these things about yourself. This is what your body size is. This is what your metabolism does. This is how we can affect to the deepest level your quality of life based off of this diagram of who you are that we've kind of painted. Um, and so, hopefully being able to get to a point where we can do that for people and say, this is what we need to do to shift and make your life better. And then being able to offer that as a commodity to anybody, anybody can come to this comfortable place, grow, be a better person afterwards and do it very holistically. Um, that's the ultimate goal within the next like five to five to 10 years. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's just about honing in on that brand and the, the system so that you can replicate it and then help people all across the country. I think that would be amazing because there really is nothing like that. I mean, at least in the franchise space that combines the mindfulness and the philosophy with fitness, which is right. a shame because they're so interconnected. Yeah. yeah for sure. Um, but what would you say is like the biggest challenge you face in the business now or the biggest struggle that you've felt in the last year? Um, it has to be my own personal growth. Um, I have had to balance growing this business and growing myself with it. Like this business is like a child to me. Like this is, this is just a child that I'm trying to grow. And, and it, it, I'm being very particular about the kind of food that it eats. Like, Hey, like the, the vibe in the gym, it's, it has to be a very specific people that come in so that we can have a very controlled and comfortable and open space where people can be their best so that we can get the best from them. And so I have had to grow very immensely to maintain that. Um, I have had to give up a lot of who I was at the time to mature and be who I need to be to make these things happen. And so um, there's a lot of excuses and a lot of thoughts and processes in my head that going from being an employee of business to going to a business owner, I had to completely shift my mindset. I had to think from a customer's point of view and understand these different KPIs and understand that 
doesn't matter how well the enemy of a good plan is a perfect plan. And so, you know, just shorten your plan, figure out these steps, try to prioritize this and this and this. And so I, I did well in school. I've done well in general in life. And this is a whole different realm. I've had to combine so many different things, so many different models. I've had to understand so many different perspectives and it's, that was honestly, that's the hardest part of the journey is maintaining my sanity while pushing these limits of what am I capable of? What am I capable of right now? What needs to happen? How do I get to that point? And then my capabilities are going to expand. I have to reevaluate where are we at now and constantly having that, that picture of how I'm growing while the business is growing. Yeah, I hear you on that. It's it's so different going from employee or, you know, even manager position to owner. Like there's in any other job, there's someone above you that you can lean on. And then when you own your own business, like it's you, like if you don't work, the business won't either. So it's definitely a big switch and, and something you have to step into and, and build that discipline muscle because it, it is hard, you know, <laughs> being, being the one in charge of everything and overseeing everything. But if you could give a piece of advice to somebody who wants to own their own gym someday, what would you tell them? Or maybe something you could go back and tell yourself a couple of years ago. What would that be? If I could go back, if I could tell them any advice, I I would tell anybody thinking about starting a gym, opening a gym, you'd really need to ask yourself why. You really need to understand your incentive, your motivation, your why, and like maybe like five whys. You really have to know because at some point guaranteed if you're doing things right things are going to be tough and you have to have a carrot at the end of the stick that's worth it when it's tough for you to keep going you have to have that that thing at the core view that says this is awful i want to quit okay you just have to keep going you got to be able to really burn the ships like burn like no plan b just plan a and then when plan a isn't working you have to keep going after plan A because there's no, there's no plan B. And so you really have to be, be in it. Like you really have to care about why you care about opening a gym. Yeah. And so that, that's, that would, that would be my thing. If I were to look back and tell myself anything, that would be the first thing. Um, and then the second thing would be, if you're opening a gym, start marketing five months in advance, six months in advance, it doesn't matter. And this is probably for any business. It doesn't matter how great your product is if nobody knows about it your influence is the biggest thing if you can influence people then you can get them to buy things you can get them to come you can get them to want to help themselves you can you can make whatever pitch you need but you have to have an audience first so absolutely i totally agree ricky what's your why why do you work so hard um i spent a lot of my life in pain and suffering and, and isolated. And I am very much an observer of this world. I just watch people. I just watch things. And I think that the, this experience, the human experience, living life, being on planet earth is honestly one of the most beautiful things. Like there's so many things that you could just stop and look at and realize that this is, this is beautiful. This is a tree. It could just be a tree. It could be a painting. It could be anything. Listening to a song like this is beautiful. And so 
with such a beautiful opportunity, I just want to make it better. I think my, and this might be something that I got in military, but I want to leave this place better than when I got here. And so I want to help as many people and create as much of a positive impact in this world as I can. And so it's a huge weight to want to change the world and do what I have imagined. But that's the thing that will carry me to the end of the world. You know, it's, it's, and, and whenever I get to a point where I'm like, this is rough, I'm like, well, the whole world's on my back. Like that's, that's how I attack this um, yeah. most of the time. So. Yeah, it's supposed to be hard. Like if everything was easy, like there would be no point to any of it, you know, like that's, that's what we work for. But that's such a good note to start to wrap things up on. I loved your why. That was amazing. Um, but tell us, where can we find Athletic and Mindfulness Amped? Where can we find you um, on social media? And what's your website? Um, my website is www.ampt-fit, F-I-T, at, wait, yeah, dot com. Oh, yeah www.amped-fit.com yeah. um, on Instagram it's amped.fit and Facebook Amped Savannah um, those are the big ways to to reach out everything else is on the website email phone number all that stuff um, but yeah that is it awesome thank you Ricky again for being on the show today absolutely yeah it was great talking Great to meet you as well. Everyone, if you're in Savannah, Georgia, ever check out Athletic and Mindfulness. Give Ricky a visit. Um, but to all of our listeners out there, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description and we'll be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Laurie's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Jim Lords podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph Curtis, and joining us on the show is Jen Ikowski from Spark Fitness Buffalo in Tonawanda, New York. Welcome to the show, Jen. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Of course, Jen. And, you know, Jen, I'm very excited to have you here, you know, a fellow person a few hours away from me talking about your, you know, gym business and, you know, how you got here what you're doing today and you know where you look to bring this business in the future but before we dive into the business side of things why don't you share with our listeners the inspiration you know behind you know becoming a gym owner it's a it's a long one but i'll try to keep it short 90 so, seconds <laughs> um, i actually got my master's in applied math and um I went through a corporate job for a while, hated it. I knew I did not want to be in the office space whatsoever, but I really also didn't know what I wanted to do. Uh, fast forward, I go through a couple jobs. I end up taking a part-time job as a front desk admin at a gym that was local to me and a gym that I had actually participated in some challenges in the past. Mm -hmm. uh, they were really successful in the area. They had five 
local gyms to Buffalo and then three more in Rochester, which is like the next uh, city over from us about an hour away. And I ended up getting sick and ended up being a full-time employee just to get health insurance. And I I really didn't think I was going to stay there, but I ended up loving it. I loved interacting with the people. um, And I just fell in love with the process and how they did things. Mm -hmm. So um, fast forward from that, COVID happened. Unfortunately, they closed all of their locations except one, and they really hadn't given given me a good indication as to whether or not I was going to have a job in the future with them. And, and that really freaked me out because I was just like, what am I going to do mm-hmm. when everything opens back up? Like, am I going to have a job? I don't know what I want to do. Uh, and my business partner, Brandon, he was actually a member at one of the locations I worked at. Uh-huh. And he had reached out to me because I was kind of their main customer service advocate. And a lot of people knew me, even if I didn't work at that specific location. So he reached out and he said, do you think the owner would uh, sell the equipment to me? Because the location is still intact. Like it looks like they left it as of last day of business. And it was just sitting there with everything inside it. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of from there, we kept talking. We actually talked on Facebook messenger and that's still how we communicate today, which is really funny. Uh, but we just, we needed some things to happen, to get in line, to get that equipment, be able to get the lease. And here we are today, a year and a half later, making it happen. Yeah. That's exciting to hear, you know, started off, you know, the traditional school route, you know, you got the part-time job, then full-time and then boom, 2020 hit all, all below, you know, one location closes you have to figure out what you got, you know, got to do next side, open up your own facility with your business partner, Brandon. And here you guys are today. So, you know, with that being said, why don't you share, you know, your elevator pitch and like the services that you offer to your membership base to our listeners. Okay. So we are a group fitness training facility. We specialize in interval training type of workouts. We're not a CrossFit gym, uh, but there is just a lot of going around the room in stations. Uh We work with all levels of fitness so we can give regressions and progressions for specific movement patterns, especially uh, a lot of our members have issues with high impact movements or they have a prior injury. So Uh we can work around those, change the moves for them if needed. Uh Uh, And we have one trainer kind of going around the class uh, making sure that they're doing everything right form wise, and then also pushing them once they get to know them, you know, a, a week or two in knowing where they're at and kind of helping them further themselves than just picking up the same weight every week. Mm-hmm. So would you consider the group classes to be like your bread and butter? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. So how many people can you fit into like one singular group class? So we could fit in as many as 36, but we typically cap it off around 20 uh, just to make it make sure it works well. But when we have special events, we'll bump up that class size just to make it like a little bit more fun. Mm -hmm. So let's just well, actually, how many days of the week are you guys open? Is it Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, Sunday? The group training we have Monday through Saturday. Okay. And then we also added an indoor cycling studio in May. So that's also another long story, but um, (laughs) (laughs) that we have spin classes for Tuesday through Sunday. So it's nice to add that extra class on Sunday for people Mm -hmm. that want that extra day of cardio. 
Okay. So you mentioned Monday through Saturday with the group classes. So how many classes do you, you know, hold throughout that time period? Uh, we have eight a day, Monday through Thursday. So there's wow. four in the morning and four at night. Yep, that's a lot. And then Friday, we have four morning classes. And Saturday, we have three morning classes. Okay. So you definitely have the capacity there to hold a lot of people. My goodness. We so, do. So with that availability, how many people are you guys serving right now? Right now, we have about 150 people we're serving. Okay. So... 150. What's the size of the facility? It's 4,300 square feet. Oh, okay. So a little bit in the middle to larger side. All right. So um, I'm always curious, you know, to speak with gym owners about their growth, you know, so is 150 somewhere you guys want to stop at or eventually, you know, bring up some new faces, serve more people, increase revenue? Uh, we can definitely fit more people than what we're currently, what we currently have. So our goal is to definitely grow and add more members on top of what we currently have. Yeah, I was going to ask too, you know, over the next, let's just say 12 months or so, what's the main goal for you guys in terms of anything, I guess? Our main goal is to get more organized yeah, hone in on our processes and make sure that we can re recreate it for mm -hmm. somebody else to do just other than myself and Brandon. So mm -hmm. we're kind of in that stage where we're, we're able to do almost everything ourselves, but we yeah. know that in order to get better and to grow, we're going to have to hire people to do what we're currently doing so that mm -hmm. everything can, you know, be just better overall uh, and that we don't have our hands dipped into too many things. Because mm -hmm. that is an easy, easy route to go down when it comes to delegation and being the business owner, um, especially in the gym business. Um, so you just want to like streamline the processes there. You do want some more people in there. So let's just dive right into what you guys are doing for marketing. So what are you guys doing to bring, you know, people consistently into the doors? So in June of 2022, we hired Gym Launch. So we use them to, for our coaching, for all of our processes. And then we also, also use them for agency. So they run our ads for us and help us get leads in the door. And that's been great for us because we were really struggling with getting leads in. Yeah. So, you know, based on your experience with them, how was that? It's been great. <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, when we joined them, we had 63 members and we grew, yeah, we've grown a lot since then. And wow. And yes, a lot of it is just, it was getting people to find out about us for sure. That's awesome. So, you know, with gym launch, what do they do for you guys in terms of marketing? Was it the Facebook advertising, Instagram advertising? Cause I know that that's a very popular route to go down when it comes to marketing, you know, obviously word of mouth as well, but you know, what do they do for you guys? Yes, they do Instagram and Facebook advertising for us. And that was huge because being new business owners, we thought that word of mouth was going to work out, especially with taking over a space that already had a gym in it with a bunch of people that we knew. Yeah. So we thought like, oh yeah, there were like 400 people going to that gym. They're, they're all going to show up. Like, of course we we're optimistic about it. And we were really disappointed when we didn't get as many, we got about 40 people off the bat, but yeah. 
we were hoping that it was going to be a lot more. And then that's when we found we were going to be in trouble and we, we needed to spend money on marketing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And based on my time here, you know, being on the podcast, a lot of gym owners talk about word of mouth and how they solely rely on word of mouth. And I'm over here like, okay, so you don't know when your next client's coming in. You don't know, you know, how many people are inquiring about, you know, your services. How can you track that? Um, so to this day, are you guys still working with Gym Launch or no? Yes. Awesome. I'm very glad to hear that. I've heard that they are pretty awesome and, you know, they are our parent company. So that's even better. Um, so based off of, you know, the Facebook and Instagram advertising, you know, on average, how many leads do you get per month, you know, for our listeners so they can, you know, think about gym launch or just advertising in general? Yeah. So I would say in the beginning, obviously a ton because it was the first time we put that ad out there. And oh my gosh, I think we got 500 to 800 in that first month. And I was like, yeah. how am I going to do this? Volume, volume, volume. <laughs> But I would say now that we've been doing it for six months, it's more like 200 a month, which is still great. And it's really manageable week by week to actually handle that amount Mm -hmm. of people coming in. Yeah. That's, I love to hear that. Like the first month you're just like, it's, it's kind of like a fire hose. Like you're just going to get pushed so many leads, but that's good. So it can like set you up for the next couple of months. Like, you know, you know, what people are interested in what and do that. Um, so obviously, you know, for our listeners, they know who Jim Launch is. They know that we are great at bringing people in. So for your guys' experience with the sales side of things, how has that been? With the sales? So um, they've- Sales said, processes and stuff like that. Yeah, the sales process is great. So they have a bunch of different uh, trainings that you can learn, you know, how to implement a sales process. They've got PDFs, they've got uh, coaching calls practice uh, sales call, uh, like Zoom calls with other people that are other gym owners. So um, they've been really great and the coaches are really supportive. They don't make you feel stupid or or Mm -hmm. bad about what you're doing. They just encourage the right decision, which if you ever talk to my coach, it may have taken me months to listen to him, but <laughs> now I'm listening and I'm doing much better because was of- that Matt or Ari? It's Matt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's awesome. So, you know, what is your guys' sales process look like? So right now it's mostly me handling the mm-hmm. sales coming in the door. So uh, we usually try to book in-person appointments if we can, yep. if not, uh, it's a zoom call, but mm-hmm. um, you know, that's we- good. You guys can, you know, attack it on both avenues if they can't show up for some reason. That's really good. Okay. Continue. Yeah. I, I started to rely on the zoom call a little bit more because I live a half an hour from my gym, which mm. where we live in Buffalo, that's like the <laughs> furthest you could drive to anywhere. Like, so mm-hmm. people think I, they're like, how could you do that? But, uh, it's worth it to me. So I try to schedule my zoom calls in the morning and then yep. I try to be there at night for the in-person sales. That way I can just kind of focus on one task at a time. And I'm not running to the gym, running back home, running, you know, cause I can't do that. I'm either mm-hmm. there or I'm not there. There's no stopping in cause it's too long of a drive. So, um, 
yeah, we, we bring the person in, we, uh, gym launches helped us with like a questionnaire that we go over with that person when they walk in the door. So mm -hmm. that kind of hits their pain points as far as, you know, where they're currently at in their fitness regimen, uh, what kind of goals do they want to achieve? Why do they feel the way they feel about their body? And then that hopefully opens them up to, you know, a good conversation about, you know, where, where they want to go and if they're a good fit for our facility or not. Yeah. And you mentioned that you're handling the sales, right? Yes. Okay. So moving forward, I mean, be transparent here. Do you want to handle the sales or eventually hand that off to someone else? Cause I do know, you know, with gym launch, they normally advise that the gym owner does that. So they, you know, the gym owner knows who's coming in, how many people are signing up all the day-to-day -day metrics. So moving forward, you know, in your opinion, what do you want to do? I don't foresee myself doing sales forever. Um, <laughs> It's definitely a difficult skill for me to have built and I'm still working on it. You're very good at it. You're having a great conversation with me today. So good job there, Jen. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, I, in, in another token though, I get why they want the gym owners to do it because I'm going to be more passionate about it than anybody else. I also feel that uh, with my background and in, in history, because I've always struggle with weight in my life. It's mm -hmm. very easy for me to have a conversation with another female that's in my position because I've been there. I'm not, you know, somebody that's like looks perfect and, you know, there's no intimidation there. So mm -hmm. I really like the, I, the fact that I am doing sales and I'm mm -hmm. definitely getting better at it, but I do think that somebody else could probably still do a better job than I could. <laughs> so Why do you think that? Um, I guess I just don't like, I, I still struggle a little bit with objections. I'm definitely getting better mm -hmm. at them. Uh, but I could, could still use some practice mm -hmm. doing better at that for sure. Yeah. Practice is always good. So, um, I mean, me personally, I always like to look at it as like, you know, objection prevention, you know, like you bring up stuff earlier in the sales process so that they don't bring those objections up. So, I mean, what does that process look like? Have you ever, you know, gone down the route of like, pre like, you know, objection prevention, or do you just, I mean, what's it like, you know, for you, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, I guess, yeah. Objection prevention. I definitely try to listen to, to hear what they're going to say, mm -hmm. uh, or I'll, I'll pick up a keyword. Like I'll hear them say, Oh, I'm all or nothing. And then in my head, I already know like, okay, so we need to have a conversation about consistency and long-term health, not mm -hmm. just doing a quick challenge and, and leaving, which my prior job was all about active listening. So I do think I'm strong in that category. Yep. Um, and maybe that's where I can take my focus going forward is really trying to ask those questions ahead of time so that I already kind of know what I'm going to respond with when they do bring up that objection. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So let's dive into retention. So what are you guys doing for retention? How do you guys keep your people, you know, in the facility for, you know, the long run? Cause obviously I know what Jim launch does, you know, it's our parent company. So, but why don't you share with our listeners, your experience with retention? Retention, we are very strong on. So to be honest, we actually, one of the things that Jim Launch it does, and if you read Alex Hormozy's book on it, um, one of Best the- book profit, ever. <laughs> yes, one of the profit levers is raising your prices. And I actually just did that 
a couple weeks ago. Congratulations. So, That's good. Thanks. That's good. Thanks. And I was really nervous to do it for sure. Uh, the last thing I wanted to do was raise rates on my members that have been with me since day one. Mm-hmm. Um, and my coach just reassured me that it would be okay. <laughs> and uh, I pretty much kept everybody. There's only just a couple I lost because we changed our schedule mm-hmm. a little bit. But um, most of the, even the ones that left they were like I love you and I'll be back I just can't do it right now so I didn't I don't think I had anybody like incredibly angry at me which is what I was was um kind of expecting but as far as retention I mean most of these people have been with us since day one um we rarely lose those people and Mm -hmm. I think it just goes down to the personalization and like paying attention to our members like Mm -hmm. I know everybody's story there. Like if you ask me why they haven't been there, I know why. Like I can give you a good two, three sentence reason why they're not around. Um, mm-hmm. So I stay in intact with my members a lot. I'm not going to lie. If I see them watching our stories on Instagram at 5 a.m. and they just canceled class, I will message them and yeah. say, if you're up to watch our story, double dialing. Yeah. So, and, and they appreciate that. I've never had somebody tell me like, go away or don't do that. I, most of them usually come up to me and say like, thank you for continuing to follow up with me because I needed that. And I Mm -hmm. think both me and Brandon are like that. So it goes a long way and I just, I can't help it. I I care so much that like, I just want to see them succeed. And, And I just think that that shows. Bingo. And that's, you know, one of the biggest things that I've noticed when it comes to business in general, but especially in our industry is that you have to have that burning passion of like caring for your members. And that's what really brings the retention. But um, you mentioned that you kind of like struggled a little bit there with raising the prices. So, you know, for our listeners who may be going through a time of, you know, considering, you know, price increases and they're a little afraid, you know, what has held you back from increasing the prices? Fear. That's it. I think that's it. Fear of what? Fear of losing too many members uh, from doing that, um, making people unhappy or like pissing them off Mm because I'm a people pleaser. So it just, it's very (laughs) difficult for me internally to, to upset somebody and I, I had to get over that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So now here you are, you increase the prices, obviously you increase revenue, you increase retention because I mean, from, you know, my experience, like the higher you charge, the more invested they are and that increases retention as well. And they're more invested in you as a gym owner, you know, teaching them, being there with them. Um, so let's just, you know, talk about some long-term goals here. You know, let's just say, Five five years from now, where do you want this business to be, Jen? Five years from now, um, very I, long goal, I know, but long, yeah, that's a long one. So uh, I do have a head trainer that's been with us since day one, and mm-hmm. he actually came from the other gym as well. So I'd like to see him in a position that he feels like he has a career with. I think he does feel that way. He's very similar to me; doesn't want to work that office type of job. So he's very happy with what he's doing. So I want to see him 
taking over, maybe being in charge of the trainers, um, yeah. having, you know, maybe he's not teaching so much, but he's really just like in charge of one big aspect of the company so that I can give him, you know, enough to do, to be able to do that. Um, I'd like to have a full-time salesperson. <laughs> so that's definitely at the top of our list. Uh, if you talk to Brandon too, like when we started the sales thing, we were both like, this is really, really hard. Um, mm -hmm. we and it, it is a, a it difficult out. skill to learn because it's, it it's communication and also not battling, but you have to, how do I word it? It's like, learning how to break limiting beliefs that people have, especially in our industry, because there's so many people that put out misinformation about health, diet, training, and they buy into those. And like the job as, you know, the gym owner salesperson is breaking those, you know, limiting beliefs. So in your experience, how, how have you broken the limiting beliefs? Like, obviously you're working with gym launch, you're bringing new people in. So how do you do that? Uh, well, I, a lot of it just comes from having multiple conversations with my coach. So just like him giving me like numbers and facts and, and like real, real concrete evidence as to why, like he, he knows that I should do whatever that decision is and trusting, like, I haven't made a bad decision since I've been with him. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I have to trust that even if it, it feels out of my range of comfort that. Mm -hmm he believes in like what we're doing and that it's the right course of action because he has so much more experience than I do. So I think being able to listen to other people and being coachable, especially with people that are more experienced than you are, it's a, def it's difficult uh, because you think that you know everything, but it's mm -hmm. not true. Like you need that, that person that's that level above you to help you become a better person. Yeah. And as you said, being coachable and you know, understanding there's a, there's a quote, not sure who said it, but it's like, the more, you know, the more you realize that you don't know. So yeah. it's like, the more you learn, the more you don't know. Um, one last question here for you. Why don't you share with our listeners, you know, that one piece of advice that you give to your younger self in this industry? <sighs> That would be. You easy. can take time to answer. No, this by is the easy. Way. I oh, already okay, know okay, which okay. one it is. <laughs> um, if you're gonna start a business, you have to do marketing from day one. <laughs> I wish I would have done that from day one. I thought we could save money, and uh, that was not saving money. That was costing us money in the long run. And next time, I would market from day one. Mm -hmm. And thank you for sharing that because you know I speak to a lot of gym owners who don't want to market because they don't want to waste money. But it's like, well, if you know how to do it correctly, then you're going to make way more money. You're going to be able to serve people way better. But um, anyway, Jen, I want to thank you for hopping on today. It was a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. And oh, wait, actually, first, before we sign off, share your social medias and your website so our listeners can find you. All right. Our website is www.sparkfitnessbuffalo.com. And then our Instagram is sparkfitness underscore BFLO. And yes, we're very active on there. So definitely give us a follow. And I got to say it, go Bills. Uh, oh, <laughs> and she had to put that in there, didn't she? My did. goodness. <laughs> go Patriots. But anyways, oh, no. <laughs> anyways, everyone else who tuned in today, all the listeners, 
We appreciate you greatly. Thank you for hopping on today and listening to this podcast. Um, you know, don't forget if you want to be notified about our future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your gym model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today is Chris Kiss of Kiss Fitness Center coming to you from Oldham in the United Kingdom. Chris, what's going on, man? How are you today? Very well, thank you. Very well. I am, I'm excited to, to have you on here and I'm excited to pick your brain on this. I got to, to ask some questions about how KISS Fitness Center functions and, and what's going on here. But for the people who aren't familiar, for our listeners who don't know KISS Fitness Center, Chris, tell us a little bit about this. Before we have our business conversation, talk to me about what KISS Fitness Center is first and foremost. Just for a little bit of context on the podcast, I'm sat in yeah. my car in my gym. And I have a lot of friends that work here, so if you hear any bangs on the window, it's, it's uh, my friends who I'm trying to like... Yeah, some visitors halfway yeah, through. I'm trying to like mime through the window to say, please don't put in, please don't put in. Um, so yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, ask that question again. Sorry about that. Sure. So, so give our listeners some context as far as what KISS Fitness Center is. Give us a, a little bit of background on, on how you describe this gym in the first place. Um, the biggest thing that screams like that jumped out to me that from our past from opening the gym and when it was fully open and it was brand new and people were asking oh so what kind of gym is it the thing that I probably repeated the most is well me and my brother wanted to because me, me and my brother both done a couple of bodybuilding shows mine were very unsuccessful my brothers were very successful um so we wanted somewhere where um some lads like me and my brother could train but somewhere where our mum could come and not feel intimidated. Um, and that's what, that's the whole thing kind of behind Kiss Fitness Centre. We kind of try and cater for absolutely everyone, from the new time trainer to the strength slash um, endurance athlete, or the, the most high athlete you can be, or whoever just loves training for uh, the physical physique reasons. We want to try and cater for absolutely everyone. And if the area that we chose was very, very, you can't just have a bodybuilding gym here. It has to be pretty versatile and do a lot of classes and things like that. So the biggest thing is you want to be able to cater for the big 
boys and girls and not be intimidating to the just the recreational trainer. Yeah, and it's a lot easier to say that than to yeah. actually do it, right? Yeah, Serving yeah, yeah. two different yeah. demographics. Yeah, a lot easier. Definitely. It can be a challenge. Now, take us back a little bit, Chris. I'm interested in, in how this whole thing came about. When was it that we officially got the doors open on this? Um, it was 25th of August, 2018, I think. Yeah, 2018. Okay, so uh, four and a half-ish yeah, years half. in business as that things stand good. now. Look back on that time. I want to just get kind of a little philosophical before we get a tactical. Yeah. What's been what's been the best part about running your own business like this, and what's been the most challenging part about operating this gym? Um, I'd say the most rewarding is people I've met. Uh, obviously, profit. <laughs> um, everyone loves profit. Um, we do. Yeah, um, and I'd say honestly, taking my ego completely out of it now, I'd say. The biggest um, struggle would be, um, honestly, my, my mental health. I feel like it's suffered a lot from owning my own business through something like a pandemic. I really do. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think you're alone in that, but expand a little bit on that. What What were some of the things that were challenging for you? Um, just not knowing, just like the complete unknown, like what, what the hell is going to happen to me, my business, um, being in complete like war mode day in, day out. And like, I dislocated my knee at the start of the lockdown, which was awful. Um, so I dislocated my knee. I was on crutches for six weeks, I think. And I, it took me about 18 months to fully get over it. So I did um, a, so it, it was shocking. And I thought, wow, if I come back from this, then I'm going to be bulletproof after this. Um, so I, I it was just complete, like, like uh, me and my brother weren't getting on from the start, from uh, owning the business, just the general stresses, um, which was weighed really, really heavily on me and my brother. Um, so, and COVID, believe it or not, kind of brought us both back together because we'd, it was as bad okay. as we didn't um, even speak when we saw each other in the house. Um, we didn't speak in the house. We, it took us probably a month of being out of the gym and out of the day-to-day stresses and being able to not mentally take a backseat, but physically take a backseat because you weren't mm-hmm. uh, messaging and emailing and things like that as much. Um, and I, it took us probably about a month to actually just say hello to each other. Then it would be, are you, are you all right? But you don't expect to an answer. And then it would be, um, and then we'd, spark up conversation and I remember we had a hat out in the gym and actually shook hands and said leave everything in the past so we did um so that was so there's a there's a happy ending to this yeah 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 so that was the pandemic was it did bring me and my brother back together so I'm, I'm grateful for that where everything else can just get put for context for our listener uk listeners know but us listeners may not uh lockdowns in the uk were even more stringent and drawn out than they were here in the states there were three separate lockdowns as i understand is that correct big ones yeah yeah the 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 first one was um it were what do you call it um the first one was three months i think then the second one 
was, well, the first one was only supposed to be three weeks and it lasted three months. Then I think the second one was, I think there was a month in there, then two months. And then I think there was another three months right at the end. Um, so all in all, um, but that was actually time closed. When I say lockdown, I mean the time that we were actually closed for. Then um, there was uh, additional, like, if, what, what, what's the word? There was additional conditions to open. So you couldn't do classes. Uh, you couldn't have any more. Limited than, capacity. Uh, yeah. People two meters, uh, within two meters of each other. So we had to move equipment around and things like that. We actually opened a separate um, gym because of lockdown restrictions. So we actually opened a second gym down the road um, because we, in the first lockdown, we used it wisely. Like with every crisis, there's opportunity. So we use that, that um, thing. We use the lockdown as a opportunity to build a mezzanine, um, which was the second floor. Um, so what we wanted to do classes on. So then we reopened after the lockdown and with everything done. So that was a good opportunity. It took three months exactly. We finished it the day before we opened, which was unbelievable. Um, so then we reopened and thought, right, we've got a fantastic facility now to do classes in. We've got this, we've got that. Um, so we were pushing the ads for classes and we we're an all-in-one gym and everything. And then they said, well, you can't do, there's no airflow in the top, on the top floor because there's no windows. Obviously there's a door at either end for fire safety, but that wasn't enough. So then we had to, of course. so then we couldn't do classes. We was like, man, we've just spent all this money doing this and now we can't actually use it. So we said, well, what can we do? Um, so then it turns out you weren't actually allowed to do classes. So what we did, we grabbed all the cardio from downstairs because a lot of people were coming back to the gym and they weren't ready to be so close to people yet because of what the government had been saying. And, you know, they, they, it, everyone was terrified, let's be honest. And uh, sure. Sure. Well then... We moved all the cardio from downstairs, carried it upstairs, which was no uh, small. <laughs> it was like whole not, not light pieces of equipment. Well. That's for sure. And me, me, my brother, and one of our best mates did it. Um, and none of us are like weak guys, but wow, we had to stop a few times on the stairs and say, "Right, take a minute while we get our grip back, and then go again." Um, yeah. So we had to carry about yeah. twenty pieces of cardio upstairs. Then we had to unscrew it all and get it through the door, uh, just to get it through the door. And then we had to rebuild it inside and then give it, I think it was like it was about 12 months, I think, or maybe eight months. Um, and then we had to do it all over again, but they were opposite. <laughs> the reverse. Yeah, COVID, COVID required some creativity yeah. Oh man, all of us. Real, real, real. When big. was it that you, that you could free and clear, operate, do what you um, will? When was that point? I think it was the 12th of I think it was the 12th of April 21 yes this was over a year yeah. or more of of restrictions now talk oh, yeah. to me from kind of the April onwards to today oh, from a marketing God. standpoint you mentioned that you run some ads from group training what's in that time pandemic onward what's gone well in, in terms of marketing and what has not gone so well in terms of marketing um well they I imagine i'll set the scene we're just out of a on the 12th of april we're just out of a um, nine well not not nine months but like you said over a year of lockdowns and restrictions and things like that um, and we've got this second 
uh, site now that just we, we just dedicated that second site to classes. So we just did classes in that second site. Uh, we didn't do anything else. Um, it was just for classes and our personal trainers to take clients that might not be ready to come back into a big busy gym yet. Um, so we really, really got behind the public and our people who work for slash with us. We really got behind them and opened a whole different thing for them to take people that might not be ready, for, you know, for public interaction yet because there was a lot. Um, so that it was good while it lasted. That so um, that was called Hit Station, H I I T Station. Um, so we opened that, um, and then it was a good job we did because just after the twelfth of April we reopened after lockdown, and on the sixteenth of April now we're in Saddleworth in Oldham. Um, we're at the end of, we're kind of like the back of a, the back of Saddleworth, if you like. And just, th there was a big old mill that was like halfway from the main road to us. Um, and the, they were changing that into a secondary school. Um, so they closed the road to the gym um, for, I think it ended up eight months. <laughs> so we'd just come out of lockdown and then they closed the road to the gym for eight months. Um, Never a shortage of struggles. Honestly, I had a full head of her when I start open the gym, and now it's like slightly receding. I've lost a couple of seconds. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, and so, are you guys still running running ads consistently, or is that just a a necessity of the time? Uh, no, no, we're running we we we're running year roundish now. Um, like sometimes um, the it's not really necessary. Um, and we word of mouth from we've noticed that it, it's one of the biggest definitely like free advertising is probably one of one of our biggest especially in the start because yeah. uh but yeah we, we, we do you, we do you track how many you get from from word of mouth yeah. versus the, yeah. the ads that, that was something that i didn't i've never ever done um i've never wanted to or thought i had to um you know like look at the analytics and look into it deep and try and actually ring people and um try and sell your memberships because we were just on the impression oh, we'll sell ourselves we've got a good gym and blah 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 um but now we're kind of getting into the more the analytics side of it and or who's who's got who's clicked on the ad watched it for 15 seconds which is a long player and then not got in touch so we'll um we're starting to put things like a you know like a register your interest and things like that um yeah. So it's do you guys run those ads yourself or is this done with like an agency of some sort we run we ran it ourselves at first and now i've got um i use an agency without going into too much detail about using agency yeah what's uh, give me the the comparison and contrast of you guys running ads versus an agency running ads this uh one uh, a lad came in from the agency and he said uh he, he went back into what i've done and he said, you've not done anything wrong, but I remember once I um, I spent a thousand pound on this ad to go out and it was a 3D mock-up of what the gym's going to look like when it's open before we actually built it. So I put a thousand pound behind it for about probably three weeks. Um, it was running and it, it, the, the lad went into all my uh, cost per click and things like that. And I'd spent 150 pound um, cost per click. So it cost me 150 pound to get a click. So what's that spread over a thousand pounds? Is that like, I don't know, five clicks ish? Well, six, six clicks. Yeah. Um, so, and then he went into one of the ads that he'd done for us, and it cost twenty nine p per click. 
So it was like unbelievable. A little bit of an improvement at yeah. least. That that is our biggest win from I, I'd say from opening the gym till now is getting proper professional videos and uh, sometimes we use Fiverr, uh, but we do have actually a guy from London uh, who comes and does our videos. Um, and it's still, even though he travels so far, it's still a competitive price. It's a really good price. And yeah. the, the actual outcome, the, the product is fantastic. So professional videos. It's quite a, quite a mindset change from we're um, going to make the greatest facility. People will just show up to now yeah. we're investing in videographers. We're investing in content developers. We have a marketing agency. Things, things have come a long way for you over this time, Chris. Very, very blessed to have good friends though as well like we, we, we get helped out a lot by friends and things like that so we're very very blessed yeah yeah people take think me through through what a typical sales process looks like because obviously just just getting these leads is only half the battle right yeah. so talk to me about when we get these leads wherever yeah. they come from they clicked on an ad it's word of mouth they walked in yeah walk me through what happens for somebody to eventually sign up i'll be honest i'm still learning myself it's something that is literally but when i say it's like um it's a newer like, like the ads are aren't new the videographer isn't new but me actually learning um how to sell is brand new i've looked at a lot of now this isn't a plug or anything like that or like this isn't why you've let me on the podcast but i've done a lot of listening to jim Lark's podcast and i listen to a lot of alex armose's stuff uh, i really do honestly i do um uh, i've been a fan for a good good while um and so I listen to a lot of that sort of stuff and I read a lot of the, uh, you know, the email flows that you guys give, uh, that you guys give out. Um, I found a lot of them at the end of one of the podcasts. It said, go here to find our email flows and blah, blah, blah. Um, mm -hmm. So I look at a lot of that stuff. So honestly, I'm, I am just learning, but the biggest thing for sales for me is um, just have a conversation with someone. Just, um, I used to build it up and build it up and build it up and think, oh, I've got to be like Wolf of Wall Street and like, you know, like be all smooth and like a, a bit snaky, but you just don't, you just have a chat. This person wants to train, you own a gym. So um, there's a mutual ground to be found. Just find it and let them know what you can do for them. It, it's, it is actually pretty simple. It's just chat. If you're, it's a lot easier if you're a people person, because I do like to chat and I, I, I do, you know, like, that conversation does roll off my tongue pretty well. So um, it's easier like that, but it is just about having a chat with them because at the end of the day, yeah. they're expressing an interest in a gym and you have one. So likelihood. <laughs> <laughs> this is much simpler than we make it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's so much simpler, but that's coming from a guy who I used to think it was dead complicated and now it's just not. Like, it's just yeah. not. not well, it's funny that you mentioned Wolf of Wall Street or, or even all of like the sales research that the industry heavily relies on yeah. all of this was done in, in like the 80s and the 90s and yeah. the marketplace is vastly different now mm -hmm. than it was in the 90s we can't high pressure gimmick people into a membership no no, no. far more often we, we yeah. just need to in your words have a have a conversation deliver some value figure out what they want and figure out how we can help them in that exactly. and that's it right mm -hmm. it doesn't need to be so complicated for you guys because you have so many different services of membership group classes personal training semi-private training is mm -hmm. that 
part of that original conversation? Do we do we steer people towards those type of things, or do we have that later on? Um, it's it's just something to add on. Like if someone, um, like you said, like what kind of training have you done before? Um, so I, I don't know. I, uh, my last gym, they didn't really speak to me, or they didn't really. It was just pay my membership and go in, um, and so. I just went on the cardio stuff and I go, all right, we've got loads of cardio stuff. We've got two different types of, uh, what do you call them? Treadmill, I'm forgetting what they're called. Uh, Treadmill, we've got two different types of treadmill and things like that. Um, So um, I can imagine you just use one of them. So I'll come in and use one of our incline trainers, which is like, you can walk through the hills on the screen and blah, blah, blah. And she went, oh, that sounds fantastic. I said, but we have our app as well. And we put a lot into the app with this videographer again. Um, and we did lol video. It was me doing the videos on every single piece of kit, cardio to strength to resistance to plate loaded. Um, I said, so it's like having a personal training in your pocket. I said, so if you do want to branch out, I said, and you don't feel confident enough to go and chat to someone and ask them to show you what a machine is, we've got uh, log into your Kiss app, which all members have, and look at a piece of machinery, find it on your app, click on it, and then it's me um, doing a subtitled video showing you actually how to use it. Um, and they'll go, oh, that sounds fantastic. And I'll go, yeah, yeah, like it, it is like we, we've made it and it is fantastic. I said, it really kind of holds your hand into a, a, whatever region of the gym you want to go in. And go, oh, that sounds brilliant. So, and you'll just see people like you lay my voice in the gym and I'll be like, where's that coming from? And it'll be someone, um, somebody, yeah. Yeah, like learning how to use a chest press, you know, and it's like, right, she, she would have never have used that if someone didn't just give that little tiny little bit to go over and use it do you know what i mean yeah and i found a lot of gym owners that i talk to are hesitant to provide something like that because they fear that it'll take away from personal training or that it'll take away from coaching in some capacity but far more often is it the opposite people could find anything on youtube they could find any number of free programs yeah yeah yeah, we might as well provide something that they can trust and then when they are ready to your point to work with a coach in person Here's the option, right? Here's the answer. Now, as you move forward here, Chris, now that we can take a deep breath and hopefully restore your mental health to to previous levels, what's what's the vision for you? What's the goal as you move forward with the gym? Um, If I'm honest, might be a bit boring, but um, just maintain what we've got and really, really polish it to a high shine um, and just maintain what we've got and just make it the best that it's ever been kind of thing and just work out all the kinks because we are just two we've never been business owners before we are just two brothers youngish i'd say for owning a, a business or something. <laughs> um, younger when we started than we yeah, are now yeah, but yeah. yeah yeah definitely um so yeah i'd say we're youngish and we've never known, owned a business before we do work in here um and i think it's getting the work I think we're both kind of becoming um, wise to, we could actually be better. Our time could be better served. That's not actually on reception, you know, like serving drinks and making protein shakes and things like that. So our time, I think could be a lot better served out of reception and actually doing physical hours in the gym and maybe getting someone else who's good and a people person and blah, 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 behind reception. And we could just do one Definitely restore my mental health. Like I actually need to. I, I'm, I really do. Um, I have struggled with it the past few months. Um, and I, we'd be better suited doing, you know, maybe content 
like like you just said uh, content for the instagram or the members app that helps people train or helps them get into the gym or teach them a little bit about calories or something um yeah i think i think our time i think polishing what we've got in the gym and me and steve becoming business owners rather than working in our business do you know what i mean yeah it's a it's an interesting conversation because i think i'm sure being shut down for the better part of a year and a half a lot of what you did was by necessity right we don't have this huge budget to be able to hire anybody and everybody to, to operate each role i'm sure that you guys had to step in simply for budget concerns but now that we can operate with a little bit more normalcy i think it makes sense it's the the evolution of the business owner even you mentioned when we first got this started you were probably doing a lot of coaching i was cleaning the floors i was moving equipment i was selling memberships i was everything now as things go by we can we can delegate a little bit we can step back a little bit we can be the business owner that you envisioned at the beginning and prioritize Chris and Steve a little bit more as, as, as needed. It does take away from you a little bit. It definitely does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty good place for us to to wrap our conversation up, Chris, but I want to save a minute or two here for you to tell people listening where they can learn more about the gym. What's the best website? What's the best social media? How can people find you? Um, it's just Kiss Fitness Center and absolutely everything, pretty much. Um, we, uh, yeah, kissfitnesscenter.com, Kiss Fitness Center on Instagram, Kiss Fitness Center on Facebook, and me and Steve have just launched our own uh, online personal training uh, as well. Uh, you can be able to find it. Through- Kiss um, Fitness yeah. Center, do some research, connect with Chris and Steve on those platforms. Chris, this has been awesome, man. I really appreciate Thank you very your much willingness to share and, and talk to us through what the the experience of being a gym owner has been like for you over in Oldham. And so that's all the time we have, but but I appreciate it. And, and I wish you nothing but the best moving forwards. Thank you very much. Pleasure speaking to you. Absolutely. And to everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lawrence, out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.